Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up Podcast. Excited today, Jamal and I have on Vivian Shen. She is the founder of Juni Learning. Vivian, thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks so much, Don, Jamal. It's really great to be here. So looking over your bio, I got to admit, Jamal and I were kind of like, oh, I can't wait to talk to her because you're <laughs> providing some interesting things for students. Before we get into the what of the interesting things, tell me why you started Juni Learning. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think much like the the two of you, I've, I frankly have been, you know, disappointed by a lot of what exists out there for students and especially seeing the gap between what the real world is like versus how, you know, let's say some antiquated school systems um, teach kids. It's really scary if you think about the world that we're, we're bringing our students into, but we don't fully prepare them for that. And I myself found that when I was, you know, everything from K-12, but also in college, uh, by the time I graduated, I realized I probably did not actually have skills to succeed. Literally, you know, balancing a checkbook through to uh, in your career, like writing good emails, all of this kind of stuff as well. Um, that was very nitty gritty, but also kind of from a subject perspective, what I had learned, um, you know, igneous rocks and things that you learn in, uh, in biology and things like that are not always the most helpful. And so um, what I really wanted to create was a product that served my own uh, gaps that I found as a student, but also that I was hearing from a lot of parents and students. And and that's why I found a Juni. Vivian, um, I just want to just real quick before we go on, could you just touch on some of the, the student interactions and what is that like? Because it's a one-to-one platform. Share some of those experiences with us, if you can. Of course, yeah. So um, like you mentioned, you know, Juni is very centered around a live experience for students where they get to work with top U.S. instructors. And really the the beautiful moments that I think we have are when we compare a student with a mentor who is somebody that, you know, reflects a version of themselves that they'd like to see in the future. I myself have, I was the first uh, instructor at Juni, actually, and it was always really fun for me to teach uh, younger female students to get really excited about engineering and, um, you know, in whatever way that that they found interest, like it was art or fashion sometimes, but also there was a ton of girls who are really into robotics and things like that as well. And it's, it's just really cool to see how we can get students from not caring or not knowing much about various different topics, whether that's um, entrepreneurship or computer science, um, our storytelling and get them kind of to the level where you see the spark in what they're doing. They are writing books, they're writing, you know, entire video games that they own. That that stuff is really magical. Um, and that that and we're able to do that because we have this kind of live role model mentor um, pairing that we do for students so that they can can kind of see themselves in the future. Yeah. So speaking of future ready, let's go into some of the offerings that you do provide. Yeah, of course. So uh, we focus very specifically and broadly on on STEM, and uh, we're you know we started with computer science coding. So we offer over twenty courses just in that subject alone, and it's really meant to get students from being a total beginner to being college level, and you know hopefully actually to a place where they could uh, 
uh, interview for a software engineering role. Uh, and outside of that as well, in every subject that we work on, it's really about getting tangible skills to students where they're doing project-based work. They're, you know, if it's in the storytelling uh, section that we have, it's about writing books and getting, you know, a feel for their own personal narrative and how they want to communicate that to the world and their brand. Um, and across are the subjects like math as well, which is traditionally a more, you know, a uh, stable topic, I would say, to, to put it nicely, but um, it's really a foundation for a lot of analytics, data science, et cetera. And so when we do even math and things like that, um, it's really focused around how do we solve real world problems with these subjects. And so uh, we kind of offer a suite of different subject areas that are still primarily focused around STEAM, uh, but really kind of in that uh, project-based model where kids are really working on things that they can add to their portfolio over time and, and get that kind of hands-on experience. Let me ask you this. How, 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 do, how, how would a kid get involved? Like, what's that process like? Yeah, so for all of our students, we do a free session where they can come on um, the platform, meet an instructor, get a feel for the curriculum. It also serves as an opportunity for us to do a light assessment of where the student is at, what their learning style is like as well. Um, you know, we have some students who are really shy and they want to work with a more outgoing instructor or uh, you know, they're very outgoing and they need somebody who can uh, help corral their energy a little bit, things like that. We'll do that during the first session um, and then kind of go from there. We actually built all of our own curriculum as well. And so it's, uh, it's not meant to be pure tutoring per se in that you're kind of working on a totally arbitrary problem every time, but everything kind of stacks up so that students continue creating these bigger and bigger and bigger projects until they have what we call the master project at the end of the course where, um, you know, they, it's it's usually kind of like a full feature video game or novel or something along that vein um, that they can be really, really proud of. And so um, just starting out means, you know, trying out one of our beginner projects um, or or jumping into one of the more advanced courses if if they're ready. Man, I've got so many thoughts going through my head. I, yeah. um, we run a program uh, for Innovate Within, and, and oftentimes I, I say that a lot of students are either on Team Steak or on Team Sizzle. And by that, I mean, I'm sure you know what I mean. I mean, a lot of kids that are into robotics know how to build a steak. They know how to build a product. They usually don't know how to market it or understand the storytelling around it. It sounds like a lot of what you're doing has steak and sizzle. Um, obviously that was deliberate, but how do you um, get students to cross over? Uh, I mean, the, the traditional kid that wants to gravitate towards coding, how do you foster that creativity of what you're talking about on personal narrative and branding and, or conversely that kid that's a really big fan of Gary V how do you get them to take the time to want to, you know, code? Yeah, that's a great question. There's a ton of cross-pollination that the instructors do as well. So, you know, actually, um, the what I've seen is that basically when we have these projects, our instructors work with students to uh, – sort of bring in the other elements. Like if you did just build a really cool video game, you want to post it to our, uh, we call it the Juniverse, but it's basically like the public network of projects that were created with Juni. And you need to kind of pitch the project. Like you need to talk about why it's such a fun game or how students use it. And also because a lot of these students watch YouTube and TikTok and they're so used to this kind of a creator mindset, 
Uh, they record a video overlay for their projects as well when they're presenting it. And a lot of them, like, they already know what, what to do. Uh, once you turn on that record button, they're, they, they've, like, watched all of their favorite YouTubers and they know exactly what to do. And the instructor is kind of there to coach them to make them feel more comfortable with sharing or, you know, if they have uh, questions about privacy, they'll kind of, like, screen their... Uh, tell them not to show their face or things like that. Uh, but it's, it's really there to to kind of guide them and and cross-pollinate that different strength in, in a student so that they can kind of take it to that next level. Because we, we do have a lot of students who fit kind of like your classic prototype of a, um, you know, pretty intense engineer. But if they want to publish this project out there, they have to learn this other uh, skill set as well and flex that muscle. So um, we've been able to kind of position it as like, hey, if you want to take what you're currently passionate about to the next level, here's some other skills that you can supplement that with. And that is one of the reasons why we we do kind of offer a, a constellation of different subjects, but they're all still quite focused on being uh, more practical skills, I would call it, where you know we can actually leverage that for for students to publish these things and um, kind of take their creations to the to the world. So you 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 touched on a lot of different topics, which requires a lot of skill um, from the people who are delivering that content. Can you talk to us about uh, the coaches and the tutors and, and where they come from, and just give us some more background on that? Definitely. Uh, so the instructors that we hire, we obviously screen them for subject matter expertise. So if you're a Java, um, if you're teaching our Java course, like you should definitely know Java as a programming language. Um, but the more important filter for us is typically the uh, softer skills and, you know, how are these instructors working with students? Are they patient? Will they challenge them? And then how open are they to change or flexibility? Can they adapt to a student who is struggling with one project, but then flies through another one? How do they kind of like uh, adjust their own speed to the student where it's needed? Those are much more important for us uh, when we're looking at instructors. They all come from you know, top universities, they're all, they all love working with students and they're really here because, uh, you know, obviously it's a paycheck, but it's also an opportunity for them to kind of teach the next generation and take what they're learning in college or on their own to the next generation as well. And, and so that's been really magical because a lot of the instructors that we have with Juni, they see the projects that other kids are creating on the platform and that kind of gets them more excited to create even more curriculum and projects for, for their students as well. Um, a lot of our instructors who work with us start as instructors and then they eventually work um, with our kind of main headquarters to also create uh, the curriculum on the platform as well. Man, I, I love that. Um, obviously, I'm sure a lot of your base are people that wants to be there, not out of compliance. So that takes away some <laughs> of that. Um, however, um, as you look for a broader audience without the carrot and stick of traditional education. And I know like the culture of school is at, at times the hardest hurdle to get over, but how do you keep the kids accountable or on task if they're not used to this kind of learning environment? <laughs> That's a great question. We are an extracurricular activity. Um, and what I've found is that, that, that live component is quite important for students, but at the same time, it's really about having these projects and having something really tangible, right? Like there is a bit, obviously there's 
a more of a hump in doing Juni as an extracurricular than there is in watching Netflix, right? Like that's always going to be kind of the the easiest thing for for a parent uh, to to put in front of their child. Um, and then the next level up from that is is like a video game that's you know call it like a Roblox or Minecraft, and that's where we we want to we want from from a product perspective to compete because if we can actually make it so that Juni is more fun or more rewarding for students than uh, being on Roblox, like that's a pretty high bar to hold ourselves to, but it's, it's one to, to strive for. And so for me, it's about creating an experience where it's worth it for the parent and it's worth it for the student because they're learning these real skills, but they're having a ton of fun and they don't view it so much as like, okay, this is my obligation that, you know, my parents forced me to do whatever the case is. Uh, but if that, it's something where they're like, wow, I actually want to, um, keep doing this and like I'm getting validation from other students and instructors on the platform too that what I'm building is very cool and uh, that's sort of why that that project-based component is so important and that the instructors are there to support kids um, and kind of continue giving them that that extra support as they're ramping up to to get them to that that next level because I do find that when kids become very advanced they're much more self-sufficient like they don't need that extra push but um, when students are first starting out they need that encouragement they need the support when they get stuck on something and you know we can we can be there for them yeah i mean without a doubt i think one of my favorite quotes um from one of our guests uh, was uh naveen jane and he says you know that whole adage of you can lead a horse to water but you can't make them drink you know great teachers make them thirsty uh, yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that, you know, you're encouraging your students to be thirsty. Um, because obviously, you know, sometimes an extracurricular is treated like that. And, 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 and the seriousness of, you know, is this on the test in a traditional sense is sometimes a, a harder uh, hurdle to, to cover. Um, yeah. sorry, sorry to cut you off, Jamal. You, you were about ready to ask a question. Yeah, no, I was, I was going to say, you know, given, given that intrinsic motivation that you, um, develop within those students. Just thinking about the whole concept of the program that you run, what what long-term impact do you want to have on students in this nation and worldwide? Yeah. I mean, I always think a lot about what the Juni alumni network would look like and what kind of citizens we're trying to create here as well. And and you know, that's from our own employees, the instructors to the students and, and the parents as well. And really it's, it's so much about letting students make their mark on the world. Like we talk a lot about, there's, there's so many ways to make your mark in the world, right? Like you could found your own company, become a CEO, whatever the case is, become president. Uh, but at the same time, there's also all these really impactful small ways that people make the world around them a better place. And if we can get them the skills and like that drive to get that to happen, that's so powerful to me. And I think when we first started Juni, I had this prototype of a kid in my head who was like this world citizen, you know, think like Malala or think uh, any of these kids who by age 12, they've done this incredible thing. But at the same time, there's millions of kids who do these small acts of kindness every day, or they're learning one new thing and putting one step in front of one foot in front of the other. That's really important for me that every kid feels like they can make an impact on the world and that they can make their mark. And so that's kind of like the, the base set of core values that we want every student to have. And then obviously as well, 
outside of that, there's a lot of tactical skills that I do believe a lot of students will need for our future economy. And I know that a lot of parents out there are really worried about that, right? Like when we talk about engineering, that's so foundational, not only for if you want to be a software engineer, but if you're a marketer, you need to know how to use data and you need to be able to work with engineers. Like that's a totally different kind of thinking than what we used to think about with marketing, right? And so all of these roles are kind of blending together where you need to be technical, but also have those soft skills and how do you get those uh, as early as possible in your career so that you can kind of layer on top of that foundation. Um, I, I think that to me would be success as well as if we make it so that every junior student, when they go to their first job or when they start their first company, they're like, oh, wow, I already feel empowered to do this. And like, I'm constantly learning, but I kind of have that core foundation already and I'm, I'm ready to go. That's awesome. So we've heard a, a lot about the, you know, what's going on. I, I want to hear some really cool stories of outcomes. L- let me know some of the things these students are working on. <laughs> yeah. So there's one student at Juni who is he's just amazing. Um, he's worked with us now for a few years and when he started out, uh, his name is Hollister. When he started out, I, I think he actually started in one of our more beginner courses. And now he is just flying on his own. Like, I will say that he has won too many of our hackathons, I think. <laughs> and, and, you know, we've been we've been debating uh, what to do about that because he keeps just knocking it out of the park. But the main thing that, that's been really exciting with him is that we've helped him feel much more confident and find his his tribe and his group of people as well Um, through the clubs that we have, he's been able to meet other students who are just as passionate as he is about programming specifically in his case. Um, He's made all these projects that are kind of like even more advanced than the curriculum that we've, we have. Um, He actually wrote a a scraper on all of our, the clubs that we have on Junie to show like all the clubs that were available um, and how many students were in them and things like that. And he's, He's just incredible. Um, and, and, you know, I think the other piece of his story is that he's worked with a number of different instructors with Juni now because we try to pair students and instructors for as long as we can. But obviously, instructors um, have, you know, things that change in their lives as well. And he's worked with a bunch of different instructors. And uh, it's it's been a great experience for him every transition that he's made, which which I think is a big um, testament to, to what we have because for a lot of students, change... Um, change is good, but change is also hard. And so we've, we've really, I've really loved seeing him kind of adapt to new situations and, and change as well, which has been um, just amazing. And he's sort of like one of our most advanced students. Uh, But I, I think the other things that I'm really heartened by are when I see students in our clubs, giving each other help on homework or um, we have some students who organize events for the rest of the students in uh, on Juni, you know, either it's homework help or it's like just a Minecraft session after class or something like that as well. And just watching kind of like these organic moments that students, um, that students drive on the platform has been incredible. And these relationships between, you know, the, the instructors who coach them as well, uh, that's been that's been amazing. So yeah, there's a couple of students who, who run these clubs and they're, they're kind of like the, you know, I don't even know what to call it. Like the, the head of the, the head of the mafia when they run these clubs and they're, they're like creating all these events for other students, helping them with their homework. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's really incredible to see them come alive like that. 
Vivian, you said you said some buzzwords that just touched my administrator's soul. <laughs> Homework. Uh, you touched on some of the collaboration. Um, as, as a school administrator, my mind automatically goes to how can something like this um, infiltrate our schools? Um, is there a pathway? And if not, will there be a pathway? That's a great question. It's a bit under the wraps right now, but we have been uh, doing some pilots with schools. And obviously one of the biggest constraints there has just been, what does the product look like for a school? Because it needs to scale for a larger number of students within a certain budget, right? And for us, um, I think the model that we found works well is that we do, we do, do double down on that kind of flipped classroom model for a school. So we can help support students uh, as they're working on, you know, work on, on projects and things like that and kind of like getting more practice. And then we do new content delivery through more scaled means like recorded content and things like that. And so um, I've, I've been very excited about that because, you know, to, to what you were alluding to, so many schools are looking for other experiences that can just reinforce an even better um, kind of holistic learning experience for, for their students. And they care so much about this as well. And it's really hard to find in, in the case of computer science, especially great instructors for that topic um, who are kind of like physically located in your school district. But if we can supplement that with our instructors remotely um, and our curriculum as well, that's that's a huge win for everyone. And, um, you know, we've also been exploring the the other subjects that schools would, would love to see kind of as part of the school day that, that they can't right now. Um, facilitate. So yeah, more to come on that front, but it's definitely been exciting because it allows us to increase access and also kind of scale the format that we have more for, for a wider group. That's exciting. And, and for that matter, I guess we we haven't really said the, the obvious. If parents are listening to this, students are listening to this, uh, where can they find more? Yeah. Uh, so we're at junilearning.com and you know, I'm also very available for feedback, uh, whatever the case is, please, you know, reach out to me directly as well. I love talking to students and parents and, uh, you know, trying to get the word out, but also trying to improve, you know, Juni as much as possible. Yeah, I, I am pretty inspired by this. I, I think both Jamal and I share this passion about uh, getting students to go not just compliant, but to compelled. And um, I, I, when I first came across your bio and I was like, AI, machine learning, uh, those are some pretty, uh, and, and then your age ranges. I guess we didn't really get into this. I mean, uh, you start as early as I think was like eight. Um, seven, yep. Seven. Uh, obviously, I'm assuming that some of the machine learning AI stuff is probably for grades a little <laughs> down the road. But but even still, getting them that starter um, to see these things is amazing. Um, what are some things that you want to add later? Um, it's on your horizon, just haven't done yet. Uh, great question. Um, we get a ton of requests for obviously technical topics. So you know, robotics. Um, even with with AI, there's you know different flavors as well. Like some parents are very interested in you know, applications of AI and AI safety and cybersecurity and things like that. Um, so definitely, you know, exploring that more. And then more on the humanity side as well, I think kind of doubling down on what I had alluded to with, with storytelling and, and personal branding, there's 
a lot of folks who I think understand that in our in our new world, you can actually build your own company just with essentially your social presence and how you position yourself in the market. And and that's a really important, um, you know, competitive advantage that, that certain kids have. And so that's been one of the ones where we've been trying to think about how to, how to do that in a way that's not, you know, specifically focused on like building a very big Instagram account for, for a kid, but, um, more like, how do you do your, your broader personal branding and how do you think about how you communicate in the world? Obviously also online safety and things like that have, have come up as well for as, as top of mind for parents. So a lot of, um, exciting things to come, uh, in, in all of those. Yeah. And, and before we wrap, I do have to ask, um, I saw there that you guys also kind of have investing, which I'm a huge proponent because yes. I, again, like I, I do so many things around entrepreneurship and innovation that a lot of times one of the things that's most overlooked and, and we've tried to do a better job of assessing it too is yeah. Finance. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, one of my biggest pet peeves is I've, there was a class at my daughter's school, actually a lot of schools that they offer consumer math and that's considered a not as good class. I'm like, dear God, man, <laughs> right. math or revolving around finances. I don't think there's anything more important, but uh, love that you guys have a focus on, on, you know, investing in finance too, because that's so unbelievably needed. Yeah. I mean, it's actually funny you mentioned that because the other one of the other student projects that that blew me away was one student did a, a stock pick um, project. And this is not investment advice at all. But the the two stocks that the student picked, I think, were Microsoft and NVIDIA. Microsoft because he loved uh, Minecraft and Microsoft owns Minecraft. And therefore, he thought there was a lot of consumer demand for Minecraft. Uh, and with NVIDIA, it was sort of the same thesis as well, which is that gaming is becoming much more popular. So um, NVIDIA stock would go up because all these computers needed, needed chips. And I think since he did that project, both stocks are up probably like 40 to 50 percent, you know, in a very short amount of time. And so it's just it's really fun to watch kids be able to apply literally what they know and love and, and kind of like see what that means from a you know, uh, growth perspective as well. And, and it's just been that, that always reminds me too, that there's, there's so much that, that there is out there to learn. And if we can just kind of let them experiment and, and build these things and, you know, the sky's the limit. Oh man, a hearty amen on that. I, I remember, <laughs> first of all, all, all students love it when all of a sudden you start talking about projecting uh, on where their finances are and what investing is. And <clears throat> when I taught in middle school language arts years ago, we used to have a thing called fiscal Fridays. So I don't care what we were teaching. We would have a finance lesson in there somewhere. Anything from, you know, we were reading the hatchet and we'd talk about supply demand or, uh, you know, specialty of services. And, but even parents would get excited about what you guys talk about on, on fiscal Fridays. You know, we were talking about, you know, 529 plans and, and, and how you, you know, if you, if you saved this much at this age, by this time, you'd have, you know, based on a, just a 5% rate of return, you'd have, man, students love that. Loved yeah. it. All, all like it. And that financial empowerment, it, once kids knew and they understood how to plan for their financial future, I didn't have one. I never had to ask a kid to be, to pay attention when we were talking finances. Never. Yeah. I mean, and they get it. Like it's a lot of the time it's, it's like a, they see those dynamics in video games, right? Like they understand resource allocation and they also, 
know that if you get more coins, you can buy more wood to build another building for your city, like things like that. They're very understandable for them. And, um, you know, who doesn't love to, to gamify things a little bit for, for themselves. And, and I think that's what I, I see in a lot of these, these students is that they, they kind of like inherently understand a lot of these concepts and they need a bit of a channel and, and support to like take it to that next level. Jamal, any thoughts? I have one last question and, and I'm kind of getting wrapped up in the nostalgia of student growth. Um, for, for me, I love seeing students experience new things. What's the most gratifying thing or what's the most, what's, what's the one thing that stimulates your heart most about this work that you're doing? I mean, uh, you know, one of, it's a, it's a great question. Like I, we actually, um, one of these pilots that we were doing with the, with the school, I got to go in person and I think it was the first person that the first time that these kids had been in person, probably like a year and a half uh, or so. Um, and it's just incredible to watch them use the product and get it and ask for more and show off what they were working on in, you know, in show and tell and like really be proud of what they were doing. That those moments always really, really get me. Um, and we also, you know, I, I, if you actually go to our website, you can see a lot of the student presentations um, in that that project universe that we have. And the the way that they speak about their projects, the way that they, uh, you know, you can watch their growth from year over year. It's just it's incredible to to see that. And so um, for me, it's it's kind of like those those little moments that we're able to facilitate for for kids, um, which yeah, it's just it's always really incredible. Well, I hear the passion in your voice. I hear the commitment. Vivian Shen has been our guest, uh, Julie Learning. Again, we'll have all the info in the show notes. But Vivian, uh, I, I know Jamal and I were looking forward to this conversation. It did not disappoint. Seeing students find those connections, uh, start looking at those opportunities. And man, just the storytelling and, and just the, the whole um, stake and sizzle behind everything you're doing. We just sincerely appreciate um, you doing that and sincerely appreciate you having a, you on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. 